How many of us have been impacted by the power of the gospel, the power of the cross? In verse 23, he says that it's powerful to us who are called. It's powerful to us who are being saved. Verse 18, it's powerful to those of us who believe. Verse 21 in Romans, Romans 1, 16, Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. You see, the gospel is powerful. It's powerful. It has has power to change drug addicts to set them free. It has power to change those who live in sexual immorality and sleep around and watch things that they shouldn't watch on screens. It has power to break the strongest of addictions, to change the hardest of hearts, to forgive the guilty, to remove the shame of those who destroyed their lives and their relationships. It has power to free the captives, to give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. There's this beautiful, wonderful exchange that we encounter at the cross. It's grace. It's grace. We bring our, our guilt and our shame and our brokenness and our sin. We come in need. And we're not offering anything. We're not paying anything for, for, for that salvation. We come and receive what's been done for us at the cross. I've talked to people who've said that, that Christianity is for those who need a crutch. Christianities for those who need a crutch. And, and the, the perception is, is that that's, that's for weak people and I'm not weak and I don't need Christianity. That's, that's kind of what's being communicated through, the, through statements like that. But the reality is, if we see ourselves in truth, we're all weak and we need a lot more than just a crutch. We need the Christ, the Savior, who will raise us from the dead, who will change us from the inside out, who will face death for us and rise up out of the grave and conquer Satan, sin, and hell on our behalf and lead us into victory and lead us into the purposes and plans of God. It's amazing that God chose to bring this rescue through the cross. Through this, through the simple message of the cross, through the act of Jesus dying upon the cross. The message of the cross is simple, yet powerful and profound. It's simple. Now we gotta be careful as we get educated and we learn a bunch of stuff. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta be careful that we don't we don't complicate the message. That we don't that we don't leave uh, the simplicity, the simple devotion to Christ, as Paul writes about in Second Corinthians, because there's some simplicity there in in knowing Jesus and knowing what He's done for us. He's rescued us. He's become our Savior. He's saved us from our sins, and we just simply believe in Him and trust Him, and we get grace, we get mercy, we get redemption. Verse 21, for since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. The world did not know God through wisdom. They missed it. It pleased God 
through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. I love, I love how God works. Right? He, he lifts the lowly and he humbles the proud. He lifts the lowly and he humbles the proud. The first shall be last and the last will be first. Right? I, I, I love how God works so that he gets the glory and so that no one will boast. He says, for Jews demand a sign. They want to see power. They want to see practical evidence. Remember, even in Jesus' day, and Jesus was performing all kinds of miracles, and they're like, hey, show us a sign. Give us some proof that you're, you're really the Messiah. I mean, what more did you need? I mean, he was, he was healing the sick. He was raising the dead, cleansing leopards, lepers. He was uh, uh, healing blind people, deaf people. I mean, he was doing all kinds, turning water into wine. I mean, he was doing all kinds of amazing miracles to, to, to highlight the reality of who he is and the, the authority that he was walking in. And he was, he was in tune with the scripture. He was in step with the spirit. And yet they were like, show us a sign. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't give into it. He said, it's a perverse and wicked generation that seeks a sign. The Greeks, they love philosophy. Sophia. Wisdom. Give us some wisdom. Give us some profound thoughts and engage our minds. Engage us with, with logic so we can make sense of the Logos. And Paul's like, we preach Christ crucified. It's a stumbling block to the Jews. It's folly to the, to the Greeks, but we cre- preach Christ crucified. Crucified, but to those of us who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Christ crucified. What if we majored on that here? What if what if that that became our primary message here, Christ, and, and in our lives, Christ crucified? What is your life message? What what are you communicating to those around you all the time? Is it be a better person, try harder? Eugene Peterson says this. He says if someone were to ask Paul to give the gospel of Jesus Christ in two or three words. There would be no question about his response. It wouldn't be God is love or love your neighbor or keep the commandments. It would be Jesus crucified. The phrase on examination, it's not a reduction, but a concentration. It's not a blurring of reality, but a focusing. It's not a watering down, but a distillation. Christ crucified. We are committed to majoring on this, to knowing Jesus and magnifying Jesus and putting the spotlight on Christ and his finished work to bring rescue to us. Now, all these other statements are good and important, but Christ crucified is the main thing. We're going to major on that here. And that's, that's what the Corinthians, that was the remedy, that was the antidote for the Corinthians to walk in unity. Because they gave in to majoring on the minors. They, they put too much emphasis on the non-essentials. 
right? But it's, it's, it's when we focus on the essentials, namely Jesus and Him crucified. We focus on the gospel. And, and Paul, by the way, Paul's not downplaying the resurrection here when he says Christ crucified. He gives a whole chapter, chapter 15, to defend the resurrection. Paul was trying to lead the Corinthian church to spiritual health by be, helping them become gospel-centered and fully embrace the gospel and live out the gospel in the relationships to think, to speak, and to act in a way that's consistent with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul says we preach Christ crucified. 